Hello, welcome to James's pre-fight, post-fight MMA show, where we recap all the important things happening in the sport of MMA, and I, your host James, try to explain to you what's going on in the sport and make it as easy as one, two, three for you to understand. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the fight, the Fans Assemble podcast, almost got that wrong. Here, I have my uh, friend Mike returning. We're going to be talking about UFC Fight Night, Sanhagen versus Yadong, taking place in the Las Vegas uh, fight, UFC Fight Apex. Um, it's a pretty good card at the top. You know, not the most notable names, especially coming off of a card where we just had Nate Diaz and Tony Ferguson fighting. Uh, the, the Fight Night cards have been a little bit thin, especially when they have the fight at the apex, I'm assuming, because there's no crowd and, you know, they try to save the the big time fight, the big name fighters for the crowd events. Uh, but nonetheless, there's going to be some good action this Saturday and uh, should be very exciting, at least for the top. So the first fight we're going to start off with is takes place at the featherweight division at uh, 145 pounds. Andre Touchy Feely versus Bill Aljo. Uh, Andre Feely is 21 and 9. He is 5'11 with a 74 inch reach. He is about, let me see how old he is. He's about 32 years old. Bill Aljo is 16 and 6. He is 6 feet tall. So he's very tall for a featherweight. 73 inch reach. So he will be at 1 inch reach disadvantage. And he is about, I believe, 33 years old. So, what immediately jumps off the page for you, Mike, going into this fight between these two? I just want to say, I mean, these guys have been fighting a good amount, especially Aljo. I mean, uh, he just fought in July in the uh, mm-hmm. event at UBS Arena in Elmont. So, it's kind of, uh, you've got two guys that are, are and then Philly last fought uh, Jonathan Brito back in, back in late April. So, these are two guys that have fought this year. They've been fighting a lot. Um, but what the difference I saw here between these two competitors was that Feely's kind of in a little bit of a cold streak Um, he hasn't been winning his fights Um, and this is one where he needs kind of the win really really badly Um, he's actually going into the fight as a slight favorite Um, and I would reckon that is more just based off of, of the fact that he's a little bit more experienced yeah, he's been around for a while, yeah. Yeah, and, and he's, he's been around the block for a long period of time. And that's what I think also is really an interesting aspect of this fight because I think it creates um, – there's a very the, – you know, Aljo is a very, very solid underdog here. I think Absolutely. His chances of winning this fight are very good. And it's really, like, like I said – Philly's last fight was against Joe Anderson Brito, which he lost by TKO. And you know, Aldo was able to beat him prior to beating Herbert Burns back in July. Um, so that's kind of one of those things that puts me on upset alert here for, for Philly. But it's a dynamic of can Philly really kind of save his career here with the win? And it's well, um, in our last kind of two event coverages, we've kind of touched upon fights where it was 
make or break for the competitors involved. We've seen some mixed results. Like DiCirico kind of comes to mind, right? He had a muscle yeah. fight and he didn't win it. And he had to you know, ultimately decide to step away from the UFC. Um, so for Feely, this is a fight where, you know, to make the case for him, he has to win it to keep his career going in a positive direction. So um, hard time on this one. But I so, think... Mm-hmm. Go ahead, sorry. I think in this one, I, I, I'm going to have to say that... Uh, that I'll just kind of, I think he's going to squeak out of this one by decision in the upset. I don't think he's going to get a finish. Um, he'll squeak it out in a very tight decision and get the win. But this one really could go either way. Yeah, that's something I, I recognize with this card overall. Um, most of them on paper, they, they're very close. and uh, It's kind of a coin toss for uh, most of the fights that we're covering. I, I agree with your... Um, is that Andre Feely, right, he should be the favorite because he's been around for a while. I've always been kind of a little bit of a fan of the – I always thought he was a little underrated, right? He comes from Team yeah. Alpha Male. Uh, you know, most uh, MMA fans know them. Like, they coach so many fighters like Uriah Faber and Cody Garbrandt. And he's kind of like the most unknown of all of them. But I always thought his skills were very good. And you always got this feeling that – you know, Andre was always around. He was one day going to break through into the elite, but that just never came. And you know, he's uh, only 32 years old, but he does, he's been around for a while, like you said. So that equals into MMA miles on the body. And they are similar where they both are very long, very uh, lanky. They both fight very long. Uh, and Andre Freely has very good kickboxing. Aljo has a very interesting karate style. Uh, the big difference between them, two of them technically, which is uh, the, the rebuttal, I think, for... I, I'm probably going to agree with you. I'm going to side towards Aljo a little bit. But the the big difference, I think, could be for Andre Feely is, one, the experience, like you said, right? He he knows he has to win this fight. He knows what it's like to have, um, you know, he, the momentum is very low for him. Uh, going into this is the wrestling. Andre Feely does like to wrestle in spurts. He does have good MMA wrestling. Mm-hmm. I could see that coming into play with Aljo. Um, you know, you mentioned the Herbert Burns fight with Aljo. He, he did get grappled a lot in that fight, and he was able to survive. And he showed his toughness to get out of those, uh, which could be a confidence booster going into this fight. But despite all the the experience and the the wrestling advantage that Andre Feely's going to have, I do, I, I'm, I do think Bill Aljo's going to win. I, I think that uh, Andre Feely, there's a huge chance that he could be slowing down, and that knockout in his last fight was just the first sign of it. Okay, so I, I'm going to agree with you. I think uh, Bill Aljo will win. You, you said by a close decision. Right? Yeah, I had, I had this one by decision, and it's kind of in agreement with the points you just made, where I feel like. Feely's going to be able to play to some strengths and avoid getting finished. But I think, you know, but I, you know, I was watching some some uh, some footage of, of Feely earlier, and, then, and I don't think you can take away that he's very, very tough and he'll hang in there in a stand-up situation and, and, and compete. Um, you know, I, I just don't see him getting taken out. Get knocked out by Aljo here. I, I think he's too 
durable for that. Um, yeah, I think he's going to be too smart, right? Like you said, he's going to be able to – maybe he'll get hurt, but he'll stick in the right spots to avoid getting knocked out. Right, and I think just maybe yeah. if Aldo's able to get you know, some more significant strikes in and whatnot and survive, like you said, on the mat and get out of situations, that's going to certainly put him in, in direction to win the fight by decision. But I I think if, I think if Bailey's going to get the upset in this fight, I think – like you mentioned, it's going to either take a really perfect day on the mat and, yeah. and get the decision that way, or he's going to, you know, stick in and, and, and win it the hard way. But I, I think Aljo's going to, going to come out on top of this. Same. Uh, even if uh, Andre Feely uh, can get the wrestling going, you know, take Aljo down and, like you said, win rounds. Uh, Andre Field, even though I did accredit him to being a very good wrestler, MMA wrestler, wrestling is not something that he will just say, I'm going to continuously like push him against the fence, take him down, kind of like blanket him. Uh, that's something he doesn't necessarily do that much. And that could play into Bill Aljo's favor because Aljo, he has like very, very good cardio. So I could see that coming into, uh, and, and like you said, it's going to, most likely, no one's going to get finished this fight. We'll, uh, so, and, uh, you know, the cardio will matter. We're going a 15-minute fight. And these two guys do go hard very quickly. And, uh, you know, they start very quickly, both of them. So, the right yeah, game plan, like you said, will be important. I think you're going to see some good stand-up spots at the beginning of the round, at the beginning of the fight, um, for sure. I think they're going to go at each other. I don't think it's going to be a lazy fight, uh, especially, you know, because there's – there's a good amount on the line here for these competitors. Yeah. Um, so it should be interesting, but, you know, uh, I think decision is the likeliest outcome. Yeah. So we're telling you to expect 15 minutes of uh, good action. All right. So moving on to our next fight, the Coleman event, I, I do think it's going to be very exciting. Is Chi and Jikawani versus Gregory Rodriguez. Don't you think Gregory sort of looks like uh, Obama? <laughs> That's what everybody tells me. He looks like Obama. You know, I didn't. That didn't really come to my head when I saw him. I have to take another look at him, but I, I, I didn't think of that. No. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this fight's taking place. Maybe, Obama's, maybe Obama's on a under a fake uh, persona. He's he's chosen a, a new path post president. New career, right? He just. <laughs> So, uh, GD Njikawani is 22-7. and seven. He has 6'3", 80-inch reach, which should play a big part of this fight. And I believe he is 33 years old. Gregory Rodriguez is 12-4, and four, also 6'3", but he will have a 75-inch reach. So, he will, be, uh, he will have a 5-inch reach disadvantage. And he is only 30 years old, surprisingly, uh, for how old he kind of looks. Um, uh, two guys known for striking, you know. Of course, Rodriguez does have a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. We've seen it in spurts in the UFC. Uh, Chidi Kowani came off the Contender Series. He's been very, very good. Yeah. Uh, some MMA fans will know him from his Bellator career, which he, he was very good and excellent. That's where I knew him from. So, Mike, what did you think uh, when you started reading up on this Coleman event here? Yeah, the first thing that came to mind is that I think this fight's going to be an absolute war. Yeah. 
And I, I like the background. I, I think we've seen a lot of really good performances from uh, – I'm a big fan of the Dana White Contender Series. I think it's producing a lot of phenomenal talent. And if you mm-hmm. watch it week to week, a lot of great fights and a lot of great finishes. And another thing about, about GD I noticed, uh, he's, he's a strong finisher. Um, and I think this is a fight between two competitors that are going to look to really establish themselves. And I think a highlight finish in this fight is exactly um, what a young blooming star like Chidi needs um, mm-hmm. in order to push forward. Now, he is a slight dog going into this fight. Um, that didn't slow me down from the previous one supporting Aljo. Uh, but like I said, this is another one where the odds are very, very tight. There's no heavy favorite here. Um, but I do have an instinctual feeling here that Chidi's going to be really, really hungry. And he's going to come out and finish this fight and, and get a, a KO victory on, on Rodriguez. So I have a similar sentiment that, you know, these two guys are really going to want to finish. Um, you know, both of them very high momentum. Gregory, of course, been in the UFC slightly longer than Chidi. And the thing I'm particularly looking at is the way the two styles match up, where Chidi is very, very good striking. Uh, you know, 33 years old, but in terms of MMA, he, he's always been very good at keeping distance, knowing uh, what spots are dangerous for him uh, in, in the stand-up game. And the main disadvantage I see for Gregory is he's like primarily his his strikes are done with his boxing with his hands, and Chidi he's known for his elbows, his knees, his kicks, and he's just like I said before he has a five inch reach advantage. So also he's not a bad puncher himself, a bad boxer himself, and uh, <clears throat> and I got hundred percent see Gregory coming forward. I do think he's gonna come forward most of the fight and just eating shots. Um, being stuck on the outside. And, you know, Chidi, even though he's known for, like you said, he, he has a lot of finishers, he is very experienced. I have seen, you know, he's gone the distance before in his fights, uh, especially in three round. And he's gone the distance before in three round fights. I do think he could keep up the footwork if he needs to. And he has a very good clinch game if uh, Gregory gets close. The biggest X factor for me is uh, Gregory Rodriguez, we barely see him in his MMA fights go for takedowns. He is very good on the ground from what we've seen of him, but the chances are he probably, most likely is he may not go to the ground. Even if he tries to go to the ground, he still has to find a way to get around everything of cheating. And uh, so either way, he has to figure out how to get him past the strikes, whether he decides to wrestle or use his jiu-jitsu or not. Um, that's why I, I agree with you. I do think Chidi and Chukwani is going to win this fight. I, I don't know if it's going to be a finish. I do think it's going to be very exciting. Um, I just think that Ninjigawani is going to have more tools in his uh, toolbox in this one. You, you think uh, the fight will end via finish, Mike? Yeah, I have a, a, a Chidi uh, winning this fight by knockout either in like the late second. Um, no, I think it's going to go longer than that. I think that that would be too early. Um, I, I think Chidi's going to get the knockout finish. Probably, 
I think late three, early four, somewhere in that fight. I think, like you said, it's just a three round fight. fight. Three round fight. Yeah. Okay, it is. Coming, they're not doing five. Okay. Um, yeah, the late three. Yeah. Yeah, the the cards have been all over the place. I know, like, I don't worry about it. Yeah. But uh, the whole thing here is that I I think, like you mentioned, Chidi has a lot of tools and a lot of weapons. And if Greg wants to stand up and stay with him the whole fight, I, I see it backfiring on him. And and ultimately, Chidi's going to get that finish. And I think if he gets really, really beautiful, highlight reel type finish, it's going to do wonders for his career and exactly what he needs right now. Um, and I see him going out and doing it. Yeah. And uh, these two guys, they're very close to being ranked, the both of them. You know, they, they fought guys who are formerly ranked or are known for being on the cusp of being ranked. Uh, and uh, one thing, it is tricky to pick this fight because if Gregory, if he doesn't decide to use his grappling, the other only other way he could kind of win is, like, he decides to make this, like, a very dirty fight. But even then, like, he still has to deal with all the strikes and the length of Enjikawani. Uh, so we're going to go with uh, both of us are going to go with Chidi and Chikawani. I think it's going to I think it's going to be a, it's definitely going to be a war I do think that it's going to be a finish and uh, like you said you believe a third round TKO is in store for Chikawani. so going in to the main event you and I have been talking about this one for a while it's going to be your number Three ranked bantamweight Corey Sanhagen versus Song Yadong. Uh, let me see. Let me bring up the stats on the two of them. Corey Sanhagen's fourteen and four. He's five eleven, so he's like gigantic, gigantically tall for a bantamweight. Seventy inch reach advantage. Seventy inch. He will have a three inch reach advantage over Yadong, and he is thirty years old. Yadong, he is nineteen and six. Is 5'8", 67-inch reach, and I believe he is 26 years old. 24 years old, excuse me. Uh, so the, the momentum going into this fight, I'm sure you're going to touch upon. Just to point out, this is uh, – most people will know that this is the most stacked division in the UFC, they believe. You know, I, I always, of course, debate that it's 155 pounds. But there's a lot at stake going into this one. So, what what did you see when you uh, when you studied for this match with Mike? Yeah, um, a very high stakes fight in a very crowded division. Uh, like you mentioned, I do think there are title implications about mm-hmm. this fight, and really difficult to predict. I know a lot of people are saying that Sanhagen's going to get finished um, in an upset. Um, but I think to avoid that, what Sanhagen really has to do is he has to take this fight to the mat. Um, yeah. And if he's able to do that and avoiding heavy damage, then I think the odds, as they suggest, um, he'll be in a good position to steer the fight and win it. Um, but I do see the ability here for Song to finish Sanhagen. Um, yeah. I, I think 
he's got very, very tricky hands, and I think very fast, athletic. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I think that possibility is strongly there, and I'm really looking forward to this fight. Um, I'm having a real hard time predicting who's going to win this one, um, but I do feel deep down, just as I feel that Sung can get the finish. I, I do think Sanhagen's gonna gonna be able to spend a lot of time on the ground and and win some rounds and then ultimately win the fight by decision. Um, and that's kind of how I see this one going down. Um, but it should be entertaining. It should be suspenseful, and there should be some really good contact and strikes. Yeah, these but two are he, definitely not going to be afraid to go at each other. Yeah. They, they, Exactly, and so it's going to be a good balance, you know. If you if you're a fan of, of all aspects of the sport, I think it's going to be uh, a well balanced fight, and I think they're going to approach each other with everything they've got. Um, and if Sanhagen can can get him down and and uh, win some rounds that way with a little bit of an edge, then I think he gets it done by decision. But this should like I said, be a good one. That and it's and it's really unpredictable. All these fights are really. I know a yeah. lot of people think Sanhagen's a heavier favorite. The odds are kind of leaning to him to be a stronger favorite, but I, I think this is a really toss-up fight, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. So, for me, jumping off of the you know, the things that caught my attention, you know, Corey Sanhagen, he is coming off of two losses. Uh, granted, you know. DJ Dillashaw, former champion, former two-time champion, now fighting for the title again. And then Piotr Jan, who a lot of people thought he was the best bantamweight for a while. Um, but, you know, those two losses, they could be strength, uh, good strength for him because, you know, he didn't get finished. It wasn't like he got tossed around or anything. But you never know uh, how his confidence is and, you know, physically how that meant, how those fights felt to him. And, but you can also use those as confidence because he has a gigantic experience advantage over Song Yadong. You know, Song Yadong, his best win was against Marlon Marais, who just retired after that fight. And, uh, you know, Marias was just, you know, he, he couldn't hold his cardio. His durability was gone. And so I thought that that matchup was very favorable to him. And uh, you that, that, like you said, it's a perfect example of, how Song Yadong wins, right? He just you notice how he kind of just throws, right? Like like with reckless abandonment, kind of. Like um, he kind of reminds me of like a young, just a young man who can't lose. Yeah. And I, I thought uh, I do think that Sanhagen basically he has an advantage everywhere in this fight, in my opinion. Besides the power in the hands, obviously Yadong has that. But you know, I, Corey has you know good kicks, good flying knees, elbows, things like that. Good strikes to the body. But I thought what you brought to the table was very interesting. I don't think a lot of people are talking about it. Is that Corey Sanhagen, he could 100% possibly take this to the ground. I do think in a 25-minute fight, he will try at least a couple times. He, he does try to take people down at least once every fight, if it lasts that long. Um, and I do think he's going to implement that because there's 25 minutes. Yadong is very hard to knock out. It's going to be in the smaller cage, so he's going to have to need, he's going to have to find ways to you know burn the clock, try to win some points, 
And uh, that's why it's a little bit more simple for me. I, I see what you mean, that uh, Yadon could 100% catch Corey Sanhagen cold uh, in the beginning of the, of, the, of the fight, like in the first round. We've seen Corey be a little bit, uh, you know, I don't want to say slow star, but he is slightly a slow star. And, um, but to me, I just think Sanhagen is a better striker. He's more experienced than Yadong. Uh, you know, he, I do think he's probably the better grappler, even though Yadong's very good at def- like defending takedowns and getting up. But I think Corey's going to do it enough to win a 25 minute fight and to show uh, Yadong all the tools he has. So you said by decision, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going the same way. I think. Corey Sanhagen via decision. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the whole idea of Sanhagen getting to the mat is a way just to create a differentiation because if there is situations where he finds himself getting outstriked, which could happen, of course, in the fight, whether it's early, um, more likely to be early, um, then it gives him a way to kind of sp- bounce back, slow things down, catch his breath, get his focus, and then, you know, push forward and, and rebound and, and, um, and go forward in the fight. And so it kind of just creates a pathway to one, um, using it as a form of defense mm-hmm. and then also using it as a way to transform the fight and take it to where, you know, different place. And, and then that could really be the key to, uh, especially if it's going to be a tight, uh, tight decision, tight finish, um, could really be all the difference you know if he can win like no rounds by being on the ground yeah i think you said it perfectly that could be the difference like yadong uh, all his fights i see him getting hit and then you know he like gestures like it doesn't hurt um, he's probably gonna have not that Corey sanhagen has a bad chin Corey sanhagen is very very durable but let's say yadong is more durable than him let's say he has more power in the hands it would be very useful for Corey. To break up that, um, you know, the striking rhythm of uh, of uh, Yadong. So, basically, you and I are predicting uh, it's going to be most likely, you know, of course Yadong could win. He'll probably win in the beginning if he does win. But it'll most likely be Corey Sanhagen showing a lot of his skills, showing the striking, his footwork, and then uh, mixing in the wrestling when he can to stop the confidence and the pressure of Song Yadong. So uh, that's pretty much it for us for today's episode. Um, should be some very good fights this Saturday. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed it because we enjoyed it. And uh, see you guys all next time. Bye. Take care. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like what you were listening to, please subscribe to Fans Assemble. And if you can, please give us a rating. Do it for the audio world. They need you.